all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. for tuning in to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Today, we're going to be talking about family fitness, actually family health and fitness. So if you have a question or a comment for us, our number is one mpb ring You can also give us um, a shout through email at mpbonline.org or you can go over to Facebook at Healthy Habits with Josie and interact with me there and I'm so glad to be back live with you guys I've been um, been away from the the microphone for the past couple of weeks I had a little surgical procedure and have been recuperating from that and I'm doing well but I have missed our Monday um our Monday time, getting to, to work on staying healthy and fit. So joining me today, I have Zavian Burns. She is a um, certified personal trainer, um, as well as the founder of Temple Reconstruction Fitness. And we are going to be talking about family health and fitness today. Good morning, Zavian. Can you hear me? Good morning. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. I'm so glad. Uh, technology Yay. is a beautiful thing, but sometimes it likes to act up on me on Monday mornings. So I'm glad we were <laughs> able to get you, get you on. Yes. So, yeah, yes, absolutely. This is such an important topic, and you know I've done lots of shows on exercise and being physically active, but we haven't done one where we kind of expressly focus on kiddos as well as the the family unit and and why we should be active together. But before we kind of dive into that, I want you to tell me a little bit about um, Temple Reconstruction Fitness and kind of what you what your background is and what you do. Okay. Well, of course, my, again, my name is Davian Burns, and I am the founder of Temple Reconstruction Fitness, where we believe in moving on purpose every single day. So I'm super excited about that because I get to teach people how to love themselves from the inside out through movement and through um, healthy eating habits and taking care of yourself and having that me time. So this is a great topic because I have tons of things to say about working out together <laughs> because it's all about your environment. You cannot do it alone, whether you're a child or whether you're an adult, because once you're an adult, 
you you kind of get those childlike ways and you don't want to do this and you're like, well, they came in with this, that, and the other, and I wanted it, but we need discipline. But um, I'm a graduate of Mississippi State University, and I graduated with a kinesiology degree with a concentration in clinical exercise physiology. So we were ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds very, um, very intense, but it highlights one of my favorite things that we need to make sure people are aware of is that there are multiple kind of levels of, of fitness professionals, um, just mm-hmm. kind of like there's different levels of, of nutrition professionals, right? And the experts are those people who are uh, degreed and certified, right? That have the educational background as well as the certification mm-hmm. um, to do things. Exactly. And that's that's what somebody who has a degree in exercise physiology or kinesiology, you know, brings to the table is not just fitness knowledge, but actually how the body works, how the body moves. And so how to do that safely and effectively, you know, you can Google workouts all day long and you'll get tons Mm -hmm. of them, but is that right for your body? And, you know, your uh, you know, other medical conditions you may have. And then how do you progress it? Right. You know, how do you once you're able to do those things, how do you safely progress those things? And that's the beauty of having someone who's who's trained like you are yeah. um, being able of to course. help you build a program. You know, um, I know what works for me, but it's very hard for me to to build a program, you know, for someone else um, without mm-hmm. having that special background like you have there. Um, I know you are. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of your hashtag on all your social media posts and all your uh, your website is that hashtag move on purpose. Where did that come from? Yes. Um, I actually was watching a television show and I was listening to this guy talk about, he was actually an athlete. He was talking about purpose, 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 and how um, he gets up purposefully and, you know, does his workouts and he eats this and he, you know, spends family time and everything that he does has a purpose to it. And um, and while he was talking about this, they were showing, like, um, him exercising with his coaches and his trainers. And I was like, ooh, purpose. I was like, man, it really jumped out to me. And then I started saying, move on purpose. Like, you yeah. got to move on purpose. Everything he's talking about, he's moving on purpose, whether it's athletic or whether it's in his personal life. And I was like, oh, this can be universal. This can be versatile. It doesn't have to be just about fitness, but it can be about, you know, you finding your actual purpose in life or you moving on purpose when you are out here hustling and you're grinding and um, you're making things happen for yourself and for your family and you're spending time with your family. You're moving on purpose. This is purpose time that I set aside. Um, which is also where kids training came from, purposeful and engagement, um, PE for kids for short. Um, and I was like, we have to purposefully be intentional about engaging with our children when it comes to helping fitness. Yeah. You know, I, it's, I love that, that hashtag that you have. If you didn't have it, I'd probably steal it. Um, but I'll let, I'll let you keep it. But, <laughs> Thank you. But it, yeah, you're welcome. You've already got a brand around it, but it's great because if you've listened to any show that I've done, people say, you know, how do I get started on, you know, any really lifestyle habit, whether it's eating or sleeping better or, you know, those kinds of things, it starts out with finding your why. Or finding your purpose, mm-hmm. you know, why, why do you want to be more physically active exactly. or why you exactly. want to eat better? Um, and yes. then shaping what you do and the things that you choose to do around that purpose. 
you know, I, I think yeah. a lot of times, especially seeing, you know, the multitude of uh, celebrities that we see and, you know, Instagram uh, influencers that we see that have, you know, kind of these kind of perfect bodies that we think about we want, those don't happen mm-hmm. by accident. You know, they mm-hmm. they do things on purpose to, to get that way. And if we're not able to devote that much time and we don't reach mm-hmm. those goals, it often, um, you know, kind of decreases our motivation. But we have to say, is that really what we're striving for? Or are we just striving for, for health, right? And meeting right, our health right. goals and then matching your activities to get to that that purpose there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's mm-hmm. just matching, matching your activities to your purpose. And so I absolutely adore that. So we've been over kind of adult physical activity guidelines tons, um, on this show, but if so we had a first time listener or somebody who's forgotten, remind us how much physical activity adults are supposed to get. How much physically, physical activity? I say at least 30 minutes, uh, two to three times a week at the minimum. Yeah, at the minimum, absolutely. At, at, and the, that, at the minimum, at the minimum. And that can be starting and cardio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I love that you said that, that weight training and cardio, you know. Cardio. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of times we tend to focus just on the cardio piece. Um, and right. if you're not if you're not physically active at all, that's fine, you know, start mm-hmm. somewhere. But uh, when we look at adults that are meeting you know, kind of what we would say clinically is appropriate for cardio activity, a good chunk of those folks are not meeting the weight training or the resistance or whatever you want to call it there. Um, and it's really, the, you know, yeah, it's really, you know, the combination of the two. So that's not to say if you're being physically active from a cardio standpoint that you're doing anything wrong. It's just time to go, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing this well. What could I add mm-hmm. to this? You know, ultimately mm-hmm. to a goal of somewhere around 150 minutes a week of at least the cardio part. And then yeah. the kind of weight training, resistance training, that kind of stuff, um, two to three days a week, you know, depending on what muscle mm-hmm. groups you're training. And, you know, we mm-hmm. can talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that as well. You know, whether you're doing a full body train or whether you're splitting it into to different groups and, you know, muscle recovery and that kind of thing. Um, but kids need more, right? Mm-hmm. They do, you know, kids need like 60 minutes a day, you know, of, of movement and every day, yeah. you know, for adults, we kind of break it down. We're like 30 minutes a day, you know, five days of the week, somewhere along in there. But kids need to be active every single day. Every day. And yeah. Every day. Every day. And what I found, mm-hmm. you know, what actually what I loved about the last set of physical activity guidelines that came out, because we, you know, we just got a kind of a new set for the you know, uh, U.S. physical activity guidelines was the inclusion of little kids. You know, we've just kind of had guidelines for like six years old and above, but this last set of guidelines um, came in at uh, three to five-year-olds, having some recommendations for them. And people have been like, oh, you're not going to make those babies exercise like that. And it's not about that. If you look at the guidelines for that preschool group, it's just active play every day. You know, so it's just about getting them moving, you know, Um, it doesn't have to be running them around a track or making them lift weights and it shouldn't, their little bodies aren't ready for that. But 
um, just right. active play, not just kind of sitting in front of a TV or sitting and you know playing a video game, but actually active play. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org or leave a comment on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner at UMMC. And joining me today, I have Zavian Burns. She's a personal trainer and founder of Temple Reconstruction Fitness. And we've been talking about family fitness today. And we've been kind of talking about how much physical activity we need, both as kids and as adults. And we will get back to that in some ways to start to do that. But we do have a caller on the line. We've got Craig and Biloxi. So we'll hop over down to, to Biloxi and talk with Craig. Good morning. What can we do for you today? Hey, good morning. Uh, I was wondering if you could run through the uh, importance of warm-ups before mm. lifting weights and such and, and stretching and overextension of your joints. Absolutely. It's an excellent question. Xavier, let's talk about warm-ups. All right. So I love warming up. Um, a lot of people don't like to warm up. They like to just get down <laughs> to it. But warming up helps us to keep down injury. Um, that's mm-hmm. my biggest thing that I like to point out about a warm-up. Um, you can't just, uh, kind of like getting in the car on a cold winter day, you can't just get in the car and go because your windows are frosty. You have to defrost your windows. You have to let your car warm up. Or you can have some side effects that are not good, and it will cause the car to stop running and run down. So your body mm-hmm. is the same way. You have to warm the body up. And depending on how intense or how non-intense your exercises are, you have to warm up for your workout. So if you kind of, if you know what you're going to do, you have to warm up for that. So if I know me and my clients have an intense day of working out, our warm up is going to kind of be intense. It's almost going to feel like the actual warm up because we, I mean, the workout because we have to warm the body up. Um, Warming up helps, like I said, to keep down injuries. It helps us to perform better, um, and it helps us to stay mobile and be more flexible. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I see a lot of folks do is static stretching as a type of warm-up. And so there's a couple different kinds of stretching. Yes. There's static stretching and dynamic stretching. What's the difference? Exactly. So dynamic stretches are typically movement stretches. So those are the stretches that you want to start with. And I'm glad you said that because that's what I've started to stress with my clients is when we first come in here and after we kind of – Start sweating a little bit. I want you to go into your dynamic stretches. So whether we are walking and doing heel, uh, toe touches, opposite hand touching your toe, or whether we're doing walking lateral lunges or walking lunges, whatever your dynamic stretches are, they are typically movement stretches and what you do before the actual workout. 
static stretches are what we do after our workout, where we kind of hold our stretches for about 10 to 15 seconds a piece. Absolutely. So that's a really, really important yes. distinction because when we do static stretches, so those kind of pull and hold stretches on cold muscles or on a body that's not warmed up, it's actually more likely to, to cause some pain and discomfort that way because those muscles are, are, are not warm. Like a rubber band mm-hmm. that hadn't been, hadn't been, you know, kind of right. uh, used mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, so mm-hmm. that, and like, if you've ever been to like one of my Zumba classes or something like that, or to a dance fitness class, you'll notice kind of the first couple of songs are not super high intensity and the moves are not super complicated. They're more kind of step touch moves and kind of those dynamic stretches and movements. And then at the very end, that kind of cool down phase is where we do some more of those static stretches or there's hold stretches so that we're just stretching out those things that are already loosened up and warm. You mentioned holding it for about 10 to 15 seconds. I think our caller mentioned overextension of the joint and that kind of thing. How do we know when we've got enough stretch going on um, when we're doing a static stretch? Mm, When we're doing a static stretch, you want to stretch to where there's a little discomfort, but not where there's pain. So you don't want to because you're, you're building, like, flexibility, like, you're building up to it. So you may not be able to do a full split today, but in a couple of weeks you may be able to because now we've stretched that muscle and we've done enough repetition for that muscle to remember what we're doing, and now we're stretched far enough. But if we try to go in cold turkey and do a stretch, we're <laughs> overstretching and overworking that joint, and we're going to cause some serious problems that, <laughs> that we Absolutely. don't want. So you want to stretch where there's slight discomfort, just kind of pushing us to another level of stretching, but not to where we are in excruciating pain. Absolutely. And, you know, so I, I always say you should feel it, but it shouldn't hurt you. Um, and don't hurt. compare yourself to the person next to you. you know, just because they can exactly. you know, bend all the way down and put their head on their right. knee doesn't mean you need to. You know, just go to where right. you feel you feel the stretch. And if you're working with, um, you know, an exercise professional, ask them where you're supposed to feel it, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're doing mm-hmm. the, the, the form yeah, correctly and stretching what you're, right. you know. Um, and I see people bounce in their static stretches as well, um, which I usually don't recommend bouncing into that either because it's not holding that muscle at, at full yeah. tension um, for that. It's more so, of a dynamic motion. Yeah, you don't. If you're trying a static stretch, don't be don't be bobbing and weaving and bouncing. Um, that's that's not that's not necessary. All right, Craig, thank you so much for that call. It was a great one and led to a great discussion about the great. importance of stretching, um, which and, yes. and warming up and cooling down. That's really 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 an important part of being physically active. Uh, before the break, we talked about. Um, kind of the new guidelines that are including our little kiddos, um, three to five years of age, and in something called active play. What does it mean to actively play? Actively play. Just, just actively be active play. while you play. Not nothing that's, that's shiny. It's not nothing that's going to end you, but just playing whether we're doing frisbee or we're um, at the playground and we're just kind of sliding. This actively playing. Right, yeah, and and – you know, as a, a pediatric nurse, which is how what my training uh, started out as, you know, we say the work of kids is play. 
And it, it really mm-hmm. is, you know, that's how kids learn about the world. You know, it's how they learn what different mm-hmm. things feel like and how to use different things and what things taste like and smell like and how you interact with people and, you know, all these different kinds right. of things. And so, you know, it's not only important for them physically to, to play, it's important for them mm-hmm. mentally as well, you know, to learn about their sure. environment and, and others. Um, and movement is a great way uh, to do that. You know, I'm a, a Zumba kids instructor as well. And so I um, taught kids Zumba for four and five-year-olds. And you have not lived until you have had a dance class <laughs> with four and five-year-olds because they are yeah. completely into it. Uh, they, yes, you know, they, they do not, <laughs> they do not have <laughs> kind of the mental hangups that we have as an adult, you know, about <laughs> you know, what do I look like? Am I doing it right? right. You know, is anybody watching <laughs> me? Is my butt jiggling? You know, any of these kinds of things, right. they're just embracing they movement just go. And they do. With, they do. with joy. Uh, so, you know, don't be afraid to get, get your kiddos active and hop in there with them. You know, it's a great way to get started. We've got another caller. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, another thing is crawling, you know, this, your baby's Mm -hmm. first step, you know, or the playing with them, you know, two step or, um, seeing them crawl at a certain pace or not even just a certain pace, just some crawling period and breathing, Mm -hmm. huffing and puffing. And making them do yes. little faces with their jaws. All of that is considered to be active play. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Ridgeland and talk with Dorothy this morning. We hope you're doing well. Dorothy, what can we do for you? Oh, great. I am well. I hope you as well. I yes, am ma'am. interested in the aging population, and my focus is on the uh, back and spine area. So uh, are there some specifics there to keep the vertebrae limbal and not so painful? (laughs) Excellent, (laughs) excellent question. And, you know, when we talk about movement as a family, you have to think about that throughout the lifespan. You know, little kiddos, young adults, middle adults, and then as we're aging. So, Xavier, how do we stay active as we start to age and maybe things don't, don't feel quite as good as they used to feel? Um, take it at a slower pace for one, um, enroll in something, um, that you know that you can do. We always say to consult with your doctor first. So if you've Mm -hmm. had some old injuries or anything, we would definitely need to know about that. But we have classes that are called silver sneaker classes, which are Mm -hmm. for, um, I I don't want to say slower people, but, um, lower impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lower impact in our elderly generation. So where we are moving at your pace and your speed and we're doing things that are specifically to help you uh, prevent falling and to help your vertebrae, you know, stay in place and things of that nature. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing you mentioned consulting with your healthcare provider, I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. endorse that, especially if you've had a, um, a previous you know, injury or you're having pain, like, like um, Dorothy was saying, you know, she was having some back pain. So we want to make sure we know what's causing that. Um, right. Make sure it, you know, if it's just arthritis or if there's actually a disc problem or some kind of nerve impingement and that kind of thing, what mm-hmm. I want people to realize is if those things have occurred, right. If we've got a disc that's bulging or some nerve impingement mm-hmm. or something like that, doesn't mean we're not still going to be physically active. It just means we're right. going to do different exercises. Uh, you know, different a lot of times, um, 
people think, you know, well, I'm too sick to exercise or, you know, I have too many musculoskeletal problems to exercise. And that's hardly ever the case. Uh, we can, we can do something and we should do something because we want to maintain, you know, the mobility and functionality of, of all of our joints, um, but getting kind of that correct diagnosis and then he ma- match with a professional. So usually in, in my clinic, um, with lifestyle medicine, what we would do with someone that has kind of current back pain is after figuring out what it, you know, what it is, right. Um, is then progressing with the appropriate professional for that. So let's say I have someone who just um, has maybe a little bit of extra weight in their belly and that's kind of pulling their posture forward and that's causing mm-hmm. their back pain and it's more muscle strain and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we may can do some home exercises to, to help with that or, you know, in the gym with a, a fitness professional. But if I have someone who has an actual kind of pathology in the, in the spine, whether it be a disc that's bulged or, um, you know, some of those nerves that are coming through or kind of being pressed on and those kinds of things, I'll start with a physical therapist. Um, you know, they mm-hmm. are absolutely wonderful at being able to make sure people are moving correctly to not uh, exacerbate the injury um, and getting those core muscles nice and tight, which a lot of times is what's causing back pain is kind of having weak core muscles and throwing your posture out of alignment. Um, And then once they finish PT, graduating them to uh, community fitness with, uh, you know, a fitness specialist um, to continue that that mobility and that movement there. So there's kind of a continuum of things we can do there, but, um, getting started and getting matched with, um, a healthcare provider to help is an important part. And so, you know, if you're, uh, seeing your regular doctor and you've got back pain and those kinds of things, ask about physical therapy and things that can, that can get you started on the road to, um, to kind of claiming back your mobility. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org or leave a comment on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, you can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner at UMC. We've got Xavier Burns, personal trainer and exercise specialist, joining us, talking about how we embrace family, health, and fitness. And the reason that I wanted to do this topic today is because there is a family, health, and fitness 
Awareness Day. And it's always the second Saturday in June. So that's coming up. June 12th, this Saturday, is Family Health and Fitness Day. And so... I want us to talk about some ways that we can be physically active as a family. And I want to think a little a little outside the box, maybe, in terms of not being a structured exercise, right? You know, as at least as adults, we think about walking on the treadmill or getting on the elliptical or lifting weights, those kinds of things being very structured. And we've talked about kids as it's really play. Right. And so Mm -hmm. how can we play together as a family and and be I mean, that's got so many different health benefits, not only from a mental standpoint, um, but, you know, from a physical standpoint as well. So I'm going to share my favorite way to uh, kind of move and exercise as a family. And it's a dance party. So we Mm -hmm. have um, like just dance party minutes. So, you know, with with technology these days, you know, we have an Alexa. She probably just heard me say your name. So she may order something from Amazon while we're talking. I hope not. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'll be in the kitchen cooking dinner. The kids will be kind of sitting at the, um, at the counter and, you know, I'll just say, I won't say her name cause she'll do it. Play, uh, Bon Jovi. And, like a a song will just come on and I'll say dance party and everybody gets up and we just rock out for a minute or two, you know, and you know, it's silly, it's fun. We're laughing, but we're moving. Right. And and they don't think they're exercising, but they really are, you know, and we may do that two or three times a night, you know? And so for a two or three minute song, we've got 10 minutes of kind of jiving and exercising together. So that's kind of my favorite way. Um, to, uh, to, to move with my, my kiddos. What, um, yeah. what are some other ways we can do that? Some fun things we can do. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if we have any unorganized <laughs> <laughs> um, play slash exercise time, but I think like, you know, just having a song on, I think that's standard. I come from a very structured family, so yeah. our definition okay. of moving and playing together. Yeah. yeah, we we will organize a game, so we'll play like volleyball or kickball. Now sometimes great. it's planned and sometimes it's not. You know, so mm-hmm. we may do that, or we may go to the reservoir and we may cook out, and then we may so happy to start doing something. Um, that's about as much as unorganized that I can think of. <laughs> but um, definitely when I'm at work, because I do, uh, I serve at, at, at Trier Restaurant, and sometimes if someone just starts to sing a song, we may just break out and start dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought about that when you talked about your family. Um, and that's something that I do with my work family. So we definitely, I do experience that with my work family. But as far as my family at home, sometimes we'll do it that way. But for the most part, we're definitely organizing it. <laughs> Yeah, but even those games that you talked about, you know, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think of that as exercise, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's more, it's more play, right? And so my youngest kid loves to get in the backyard with us and play soccer. And I've got air quotes Uh around soccer because I don't know how to play soccer. Um, And he doesn't really know how to play soccer (laughs) either, but we're just kicking a soccer ball back and forth and using um, you know, kind of two spots on our fence as our, our goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, and we're Mm -hmm. not doing anything right. Like there's all kinds of penalties that are happening and and I'd probably get thrown out of the game and and all of that kind of stuff. But 
we're moving, right? We're moving together. Yeah, yeah. It counts. We're having fun. We're outside. Um, you know, so there, there's lots of different ways. And, you know, sitting here talking about it, there's one other um, thing that kind of came about being at home so much over this uh, past year. You know, when it first started, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, let's go for a walk. You know, and so we would get out and, and oh, go for yeah, a walk. But, yeah. but over time, that kind of just got, boy, they're like, I don't want to go for a walk, you know. So yeah, yeah. W- what we did was do scavenger hunts. So I came up with like a list of things to look for while we were outside, you know, so a, you know, a blue car, um, a pink flower, uh, a bird, a dog, you know, these different things. And so it became a game again, right? So while we're outside, we're walking, but we're looking for these things. So, I mean, you're not going to burn a ton of calories doing that because, you know, you're kind of stopping and starting, but again, you're moving, right? And you're not thinking so much about the movement. You're thinking about finding these things. And so that can be, if you have a reluctant exerciser uh, or you know, somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't doesn't want to, to exercise per se, you know, it kind of takes their mind away yeah. from the fact that they're exercising um, and gives them, um, gives them something to, to do and look for forward to that also works really well for mm-hmm. folks who have anxiety because uh, it gives their brain something else to work on uh, you know um, yeah. focusing on finding those things and less on um, you know what's going on in their head I'd what's love to hear on, if, any, if any of our listeners have any um, fun ways to to be active as a family you can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring or you can hop over to Facebook and drop me a message there it's Healthy Habits with Josie over on my, my personal page I have um, a list going that says what's your favorite way to exercise or what's your favorite exercise and I've had lots of um kind of comments that that have come in with lots of different things I see lots of people have put dancing which makes my little dancer heart um happy I have not been cleared to return to dancing yet got a couple more weeks before my doctor lets uh, turns me loose to do those kinds of things so I'm kind of anxiously awaiting that um but I have some folks who say they're 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 throwing out some terms that would intimidate me like deadlift um, squat, bench press, those things um, I am or have been in the past. I'm better now because I worked with a trainer. Um, gym intimidated, yeah. right? Like those those words and those big weights uh, stress me out a little bit and not knowing how to start and what to do with those. Um, what would you say to somebody who's maybe intimidated to start lifting weights? Oh, this is my favorite topic <laughs> because I love to teach people how to lift weights. I say educate yourself. The more mm-hmm. educated you are, the more confident you are, and the more confident you are, you do things with no problem. You're not intimidated. You're not um, scared you're going to mess up because if you're sure how to do a thing, regardless of what someone else says, if you know that you are sure about what a bicep curl is, no one can tell you anything but how to maybe add more intensity or how to mm-hmm. do a hammer curl, which is not a basic or standard, you know, bicep curl. And so what Mm -hmm. I tell my women specifically is um, when I'm training them, I want them to know everything that we're doing. So I always tell them what we're doing and why we're doing it. And I tell them that, you know, and I give them tips when they go in the gym because I too used to be intimidated. Um, So I ended up taking a weight training class to help me be educated. And I was like, if I can Mm -hmm. just educate myself and know what I'm doing and know my way around the weight room, then I won't have a problem with being here with all these guys. And I tell the women, listen, we're women. 
they're going to look. I don't care if you're clothed or you're not. <laughs> they're going to look. They're going. To, they're going to want to help you because they automatically think we don't know what we're doing. But mm-hmm. if you, you know, just 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 listen anyway. Don't get intimidated. Let them have their moment, and you go back to doing what you're doing. But you live waste the way that you know how to live waste. Absolutely, so and don't worry about how much you're lifting compared to somebody else. Don't worry. About, oh no, and and get the stigma out of your head too. Just because you're lifting weights does not mean that you're going to grow muscles, uh, masculine muscles. I love mm-hmm. to lift weights, and if you look at me, I don't look masculine. You know, no. now to look, you have that, that look for that. Oh, thank you. But to have <laughs> that look, you have to put in tons and tons of hours, and you have to take supplements. Yeah. You know, majority of the time, things that women ain't gonna do. We're not gonna be in the gym for hours and hours at a time. Listen, wait, we thirty to forty-five minutes max. We're good. You know, right? So you know, um, again, it all goes back to that purpose, right? I mean, if you're training yes. for a, you know, a competition, a competition, maybe, maybe right. you are. You know, yeah. Um, yes. But your but average just, yeah. person is not. Yeah. No, they're not. And then another thing to help my women, especially. Um, not to neglect my guys, but weightlifting helps to bring out the natural curves. A lot of women mm-hmm. want to, to be more curvy and rounder in the bottom area. Guess what? You have to look waist. You want toned arms. You want those granny arms, those flaps uh, gone. You have to look mm-hmm. weight to burn that extra fat and to build muscle in that place where fat is. So weightlifting yeah. is your friend, and it helps you to, as you get older, to be uh, less prone to fall and hurt yourself. Uh, and that is... One thing that I tell all of my patients as well, especially ones who may be hesitant to start weight training or resistance training, um, is it's going to keep you more independent as you age, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. it's functional movements, you know, being able to Mm -hmm. bend over and tie your shoes, being able to get up out of a chair without assistance, being able to get up out of the floor if you fall, you know, all of those different kinds of things and really focusing in on that. Yes, or even to carry your grocery bags, you know, it's just yes. little things to carry your purse or carry your grandchild, you know, it's, it's little things that, that uh, weightlifting helps us to take pleasure in, you know, and as far as my guy, he doesn't like a nice sister bag. <laughs> and a lot of so times, you know, I think in our society, we think men just kind of know how to lift weights, you know, yes. we kind of associate yes, that they with don't. them. And, and you may not, they you know, if you've never been in a gym or you weren't part of a, you know, a sports team right. growing up where you had a, you know, a strength coach or something like that, mm-hmm. you may not know, you know, and so you kind of just copy what the person next to you is doing and that may not be right for you. So, you know, again, but you, know what, Ms. Well, you know what, a lot but, of men are kind of like our women though. They tell me a lot, yeah. I don't want to be real bulky. You know, I don't want to tell them it's, that's not what weightlifting is about. You know, and it's mm-hmm. not about how much weight li- weight you're lifting, like you said earlier. It's how you're lifting. Because you can yeah. be lifting this heavy weight and be lifting totally wrong, and you won't get mm-hmm. those gains that you're trying to get. You mm-hmm. know, you won't get the look that you have to make. Everything goes back to proper formation. You know, you mm-hmm. have to make sure that you are lifting properly. So, again, goes back to education. Educate. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even body weight exercises count oh, as yes. resistance training. So if you are completely kind of 
afraid to lift weights or don't know where to start, just start with body weight. And when I started body with weight. my trainer, he wanted to make sure I was doing things right. So when we started with mm-hmm. squats, we started with body weight squats to make sure that I was mm-hmm. squatting the right way. And then we mm-hmm. progressed to a little, you know, a little bit of weight, like a, you know, a small kettlebell. Mm-hmm. Well, actually we started with a dumbbell, um, as a, like a goblet squat. And then we went to some kettlebells mm-hmm. and then eventually we got to the bar squat. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was yeah. definitely a process to get to where I was, you know, kind of lifting what I thought I should be lifting, uh, but doing it mm-hmm. safely and effectively to get what I wanted, which was just lean, you know, a lean muscle tissue, lean, lean body muscle. type, mm-hmm. um, not, you know, not bulky, but not, not, not soft, um, you know, and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. But we have to remember you can't spot train, right? You know, a lot of women are unhappy with right. kind of that, that wiggle woggle on their arm, um, you know, or the bat yeah. wing, as some people call it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just working your arms isn't going to fix that. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. it, just like you said, burning fat and building muscle. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org or leave a comment on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart devices podcasting platform. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Josie Bidwell. Xavier Burns is my guest today, and we've been talking about family fitness. Uh, this coming Saturday uh, is uh, National Family Health and Fitness Day. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but the point behind it is to be active and really active outside is what this campaign is promoting because it's part of um, the National Parks and Recreation Association. Um, But it is hot as all get out in Mississippi. So if you can't exercise outside, that doesn't mean we don't move together. I talked about our dance parties that we have uh, at at my house. Um, What are some other ways indoors, Xavier, that we can, can move um, I love the dance party. Um, I'll tell you what I'm doing to help people move more at home. Um, I am creating classes um, to where they are teachable, whether you are in person or not, so that people can uh, log on and, and do virtual training from their home. Because um, a lot of people just need classes sometimes. But you can yeah. always just do um, find you something on YouTube if you like, or like you said, do uh, home dancing, or just create you something where you are moving, whether you're in your yard or whether you're walking your dogs um, or whether you're playing with your children. You know, use your kids, get your kids involved. 
If you have small mm-hmm. babies, pick them up, you know, toss them in the air, things like that, um, to just get some type of movement going on in your house. Create little small competitions, or not even just competitions, but just little challenges um, within your home, whether that be, hey, let's see who can jump most mm-hmm. along the door, do so many jumping decks. Or even find a scavenger hunt in your home. <laughs> absolutely. So turn the way to be creative. Yeah, Twister. You know, they have, now they have the, <laughs> the oversized game sale. So buy you a Twister, oversized Twister family game. Or even Connect yes. Four because they game is so large to where you're stretching. You're having to reach really high to put the token in. And then you have to come down and look to see, you know, so little things. I love that because that, I mean, yes. that is resistance you know when you're kind of squatting down to add things in Mm -hmm. there you're you know putting an extra load so that's a great one um when you talked about these games it just made me think about and it's actually over my shoulder um kevin can probably see it in my video it is a ginormous inflatable burrito uh, because we have oh. this new game called um, Throw Throw the Burrito Outdoor Edition. And I don't know all oh. the rules yet, but apparently you get to like have um, burrito battles when you get a certain card or something. I don't know. You throw it, you run it. It's kind of oh, dodgeballish, wow. but with an inflatable burrito. So mm-hmm. we got that in an effort to be, um, you know, be a little bit more uh, active as well, because I think it's going to be uh, a blast uh, to do that. My youngest has been uh, been studying up on how to do that, so I will probably be getting creamed with the burrito uh, in the next couple of days. There, I'll make I'll make sure to post a picture of that mess on social media so everybody can see me get that done. Um, but yeah, you, know, you mentioned scavenger hunts in the home, and you can make that a game. You know, the first person mm-hmm. to bring me all these items, you know, so that they're they're yes, doing it yes. with a little bit of speed. Um, hide and seek yeah, is another good on one. <laughs> yes. You know, um, hide and seek is a great one. And then um, what I used to recommend to folks a long, a long time ago before it was so much um, DVR and that kind of stuff was exercising during the commercial breaks. You know, so getting up and doing ah. some walking in place or some jumping jacks or that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that has has gone down with the ability to fast forward and revert, you know, all oh, this kind of yeah. stuff. But the commercials are still there, you know, so yeah. we could do, a, you know, a hashtag commercial challenge and not don't fast forward through those commercials. Get up and do something, whether it be walking to the front, you know, walking in your house while commercials are on, walking in place, doing some jumping jacks, doing some toe touches, you know, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you think about an hour long show having probably four commercial breaks in there that last anywhere from three to four minutes, I mean, you're getting somewhere around 10 to 15 minutes of, of physical activity there. Um, and that counts. All those minutes add up. You know, we used to kind of harp on folks that you had to be active for 10 minutes at a time, but we just need people to move. You know, just move. Mm-hmm. And if that's for two or three minutes at a time, that is fine too. Just get. Um, You mentioned kind of virtual training, which, you know, if there are any kind of good things that have come out of this pandemic, it's being pushed to learn how to do things that we didn't think we could do before. Right. And, you know, there have been Zumba classes that have been taught virtually. Um, and, you know, we, we quickly learned how to embrace um, these uh, tech platforms to be able to reach people. I was um, hopping around on your website today, which is temple rec. So R E C fitness.com. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And I saw where you had some virtual, um, virtual options there where people can um, do virtual training um, with you. And so that's a great way, especially people who may be intimidated um, to go to a fitness mm-hmm. class or just not ready, uh, you know, to kind of get back into being around a lot of people and, and exercising with them or that don't have access to something like that. Any of these virtual options are, are great. And there's lots of virtual programs out there, but I did want to mention that, that you have one because it looked fun uh, and being able to, to work, you know, in a virtual group, so to speak. And so mm-hmm. there's lots of different options out there to, to get going. But, you know, I can't stress enough how important it is to just get started. So we've got about mm-hmm. two minutes left. So let's kind of summarize um, kind of our call to action going forward. What do we want people to be doing? We want them to be moving and moving on purpose. Yes. Yes, that's what I was hoping to say. (laughs) We want you to be moving and moving on purpose, but not only on purpose, but with a purpose. So figure out why you want to move, whether you want to get outside and run with your grandchildren or whether you want to be able to walk a parking lot or even climb stairs, even run again, play tennis again, cycle again, find your purpose and get to moving. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org or leave a comment on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. <laughs> 